Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's me, Dave. Real quick, a programming note before we get started. Kyle and I are both traveling this week separately, and often when we travel, we do not bring our mic stands because those things are a pain in the ass to lug through airports. Therefore, we are holding the mics in our hands this week, and sometimes when we do that, we manipulate the microphone, we shift around, and it causes some rumbling and some noise, like you're getting now. And we're dumb, and we forget that we're doing that, and it's distracting. So, Please forgive uh, our annoyance and uh, distractions this week with the mic sounds. Uh, Yeah, we'll make a note of it and uh, try not to do that again in the future. We've only been doing this for six years, so you got to cut us some slack. So our apologies for any annoying microphone sounds uh, that you might hear throughout this episode. So no way to get rid of those. Uh, We're sorry. We're dumb. We'll do better. Thanks for listening. Go. Say it. Say it. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Mean it. Say it again. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. No, not sexy, but real. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. What's going on, Big Gov? We're, uh, we're both just out in the world. Hell yeah, man. Wandering the streets. Boogie, Boogie Monster from an undisclosed location. I'll disclose mm-hmm. mine in Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm in uh, Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. People have been loving the, the <laughs> attempts at pronunciation, Dave. I think I figured it out. It's, it's Cuyahoga. I'm pretty confident right. now. Yeah, I was trying too hard on that Koya, I don't, the C-U-Y-A. I don't know... What I was trying to do. Well, with that, you, you see, you see, uh, possibly indigenous word or something. You want mm-hmm. to do it, do right by it. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm trying. But yeah, I'm in Ohio, where it's uh, we are about a week away from May, and it's 34 degrees with about four inches of snow on the ground in almost May. Yeah, Midwest is going to be bonkers on you, buddy. This is blowing my mind. It's, that was the, that was the biggest uh, kick in the ass as a kid, where you're like, "Hell yeah, finally uh-huh. springtime!" And then summer, and then bullshit like that would happen. Like, yeah, no! yeah, this is nuts, I have man. A new BMX bike I am trying to ride. I would just skateboard in the slush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound too fun. No, you see people skateboards that would look like a coffee table you left outside too long, just swollen <laughs> with water, all warped. Yeah, yeah. 
Man, so how's the, how's the tour going? It's good, man. It's real good. Uh, people coming out, having some fun shows, meeting a ton of nice folks, people bringing me gifts, too many to Pat, even shout Pat, out. Pat and Deb Kinane made an appearance at the Chicago Pat show. Pat and Deb surprised the hell out of me. The um, In Chicago, uh, real fun show, good turnout, and uh, I couldn't help but notice while I was on stage, and, you know, sometimes this happens. I don't necessarily attract an older demographic. Well, I mean, I'm getting mm. up there my, myself, but in terms of the senior citizens... <laughs> And uh, I don't know if you do this, but like, you know, whenever I see a, a, an older person at my show, I'm always like, oh, wonder, wonder what brought them out. Wonder how they know about me. And then sometimes yeah. who, I Who get... did they think they were seeing tonight? <laughs> exactly. Was there a doo-wop singer named Dave Stone that they had <laughs> then, been misinformed? And then not that my act is, you know, incredibly vulgar, but then I get in my head about like, all right, let me see if I can edit on the fly any gratuitous stuff. You know, I don't want to be up there talking about... Uh, Anything too extreme when there's seniors in the audience. I mean, Dave, I'd like to know what you consider gratuitous, because <laughs> I would say your act is not. Uh, yeah, that's true. I don't have. Uh, I don't have a an left ass out that twenty chunk. minutes on. Yeah, that that yeah that twenty minutes on <laughs> prolapsed assholes. <laughs> but still, you know, I I, I do sometimes anal, anal it, blossoming. I probably. Uh, I probably edit out a few f bombs, you know, on the fly when I seen some older folks in the crowd. But yeah, just noticed in the, in the very back, I was like, oh, there's a couple of couple of nice older folks back there. Okay, didn't think too much of it. And then uh, after the show, uh, get a big old bear hug from this this lady walks up from behind me, gives me a big old hug. I turn around, it's uh, Mrs. Kinane. I was like, holy shit, Pat and Deb. Shit. She probably dropped more F-bombs just on the way to the show than you did in your entire hour, so I wouldn't worry about it. But yeah, quite a surprise, quite a treat to see uh, the parents' canane. And she didn't know my cousin was going either. My cousin yeah. was there. And there was yeah. A, yeah, family came I, out. Nice. I knew he was coming. He had reached out, and uh, I hooked him up with a, with a spot on the guest list. And uh, had I known that they Thank were coming, I would have hooked them up as well. But uh, Well... They didn't even tell me. She's like, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to tell Dave because I didn't want him to get nervous about anything or think differently if we were going to be there. And I didn't want tickets. So, all right. <laughs> so they didn't tell me. I found out after the fact, too. But, yeah, they were good spirits, man. They seemed to, to have a good time. And, uh, yeah, it was like old home week. It was yeah. good times. They, the raving reviews. They loved it. Oh, well, good, man. Good. Absolutely loved it. It's good yeah. enough for Pat and Deb Kinane. It's good enough for you people out there. Yeah. Catch Dave on his tour. Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, got the seal of, seal of approval from them. Feeling good about it. But yeah, it was great seeing them, man. It was uh, always nice to see Pat and Deb. And uh, Pat, he was in good spirits. You know, the first time I met him, he was, uh, I guess he's a pretty low key, mild mannered fella anyway. But uh, Very mellow. But uh, yeah, I, I got a few, got a few good uh, chuckles and comments out of him so uh yeah man it's a good time yeah, they took the they took the train down to the city so they maybe they got to have a few uh pops uh, you know yeah got she to told me that cocktails they enjoy the night told me that they took the train so uh yeah they it seemed like they were having a fun night out yeah good for them but yeah it's been going glad, real well glad man. they made it out they don't know they don't normally do uh adventurous stuff like that that i'm yeah. aware of so i appreciate that man because even i mean I doubt when I'm their age, I'm going to be going out on a Saturday night. I'm not going to be taking public transportation to see my son's dickhead buddies act. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's how Batman's parents died. 
<laughs> you want to risk it? Oh, man. But, yeah, it was uh, quite a pleasure seeing them. And uh, fun times in Chicago, man. Spent a couple nights in Chicago. Had a, the day off the next day and just farted around the town. And, man, I love Chicago. And I love Milwaukee. Both those towns. I could totally live in both either one of those towns if it weren't so damn mm-hmm. cold. Yep. Yep. That's it. Weeds out the, uh, the fair weather ones. Mm-hmm. Winter comes through and really tests how much you love it. Yeah, I would imagine. What you but there's to? that pleasure. There was that, that pleasure of like if you did go to a bar on mm-hmm. the shittiest, coldest night, mm-hmm. and you walked into a bar, everybody in that bar is going to be your friend because they all decided to go out on the shittiest, coldest night. Yeah, and it's like, well, we all decided that in spite of how uh, backbreakingly cold it is outside, we still want to go have a drink and have a good time and enjoy the companionship of other people. So we're going to have a good time tonight. Yeah. And I do like that. Yeah, there does seem to be that kind of um, unspoken camaraderie in Chicago of like, well, we're all here. Let's have some fun. Well, in certain parts of the city. Yeah. There's other parts of the city that have zero camaraderie. <laughs> you, have, you, you have camaraderie with someone's bullets is the camaraderie yeah. uh, with that. So that's other parts of the city. Yeah, that's what I hear. But uh, yeah, some gnarly, yeah, I stayed, some gnarly stuff going on. I stayed in uh, Old Town, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Uh, it's it uh, was, Old Town uh, Ale House. You got the Zanies downtown, classic mm-hmm. comedy club. It's. I'm glad it went well, man. I'm glad the tour's going good for you. Yeah. You deserve it. Well, thank you, buddy. Congrats, buddy. Which, uh, you're in L.A.? <laughs> I am in Los Angeles, baby. There you go. You having and fun? It's beautiful here. Like, clearly, I don't have to tell you, but... I guess it rained, so everything's green for about the next 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> it's actually green. It looks like it, it's not ready to burn down just because somebody thought about dropping a cigarette out of their car window. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well, let's see. Since last week, what did I do? I, I was talking about how, how good the pup concert was. Mm-hmm. And then I went and saw a band called Chicks Dig It, one of my favorites from back in the day. Uh-huh. Canadian fellas. Okay. I don't think they ever... Uh, they had a hard time doing legitimate shows in the states. Oh yeah, getting the paperwork, getting the paperwork together, and so. Oh yeah. So, uh, so this it was. Man, it was a fun show. Over Where'd at you Dante's see them at? in Portland. That was in, in at Dante's in Portland okay. on Friday night. I just had a good old time. It, I mean, Rachel's been gone the whole week. She's been down here in L.A. So it just mm-hmm. me and Little D kicking it, and then I made it out. You know. To the concerts, well, hell I had yeah, fun buddy. doing that. Got a little banged up, you know. Had had some soda pops. Had a long drive the next day. <laughs> not not a good, not not nice to have to do half of a fifteen hour drive. Oof. On a how, hangover and no sleep. How far did you make it till you pulled over? I made it. I made it past Reading. I made it a little over halfway. Okay. So I did all right, and then uh, yeah, pulled over, slept, got here Sunday afternoon, or yeah, Sunday afternoon about. And man, I, I don't know if it's suburban living or what. Like we're walking, you know, we're in the Los Feliz, and we're gonna go. We're gonna, like let's walk to the Rustic. And there's mm-hmm. one guy standing out in front of House of Pies with his skateboard. Like, clearly, they had just kicked him out. The whole staff in there is like all looking at him. People eating there, <laughs> looking at him. He's like, "You're cowards! You're all fucking cowards!" I'm like, "All right, well, I don't know what this." Stem from, but you know, you got uh, homeless people, mental illness, like that kind of stuff going on. Mm. But Rachel's like, all right, let's kind of scoot away from this guy. I'm like, remember when that wouldn't bother us as much? 
because we lived here and now mm-hmm. we're just suburbanites. Like, oh. I'm like, don't worry. We'll leave him in a block and a half. We'll see another guy. <laughs> sure enough, we get to the rustic. There's a guy yelling over the little patio wall. Like, and you're fucking cowards. I'm like, that guy wasn't that good of a skateboarder. He couldn't have gotten here already. A different guy. Same rhetoric. Also with the cowards, huh? Same with the cowards again. Must be something so in the air that I don't know what's going night. on. Yeah, I don't know what message got flooded through the uh, the homeless camps. Or if hmm. uh, somebody was like, coward's a strong word. Yeah. I'm going to use that one. Hmm. But uh, so I was like, oh, that was a little odd that we're both going with that language. It was like that video of Fox News when they're all kind of using the same language. Yeah. And they show that. I'm like, oh, what, what, what message got out that we're going with cowards for everything? <laughs> but so... uh yeah, I went over to the old Rusty. Was there Sunday night? Was also there yesterday. Sorry for the delay, everybody. Blame me. This one was my fault. <laughs> I wanted to have a. I was, I was having a Monday afternoon out about the town. Good for you, man. Yeah, we did the rustic. Sat outside. We went over to uh, to hot tub. Uh, saw the hot tub show. That's always a fun yeah. show. That was fun. It's not, it's like the the bar half isn't open anymore. Oh, really? Right now. Yeah, I think they're kind of coming back. Mm. You know, they're not all the way back yet. And then we went over to 4100. Oh, yeah. So all all kinds of kids were out. It was fun. So I was James Adomian was out. Matt Kirshen was out. Saw Simon Gibson. Saw uh, Shane Brendan from Portland's down here. Uh, it was just like we had a gaggle. We had a crew oh, out. It was fun. Derek Brown was out. It was just a fun, good old. We're all having drinks and yelling in each other's faces and having a bunch of laughs. That's a good crew. Love a donut. Yeah, Shane. Obviously, Shane Torres. That's why I'm here. Uh huh. Shane and I are recording our show over at the All Things Comedy Studio. No nice. offense, Starburns. <laughs> They're not listening. Nah, they don't care. Well, that's you know, cool, buddy. Swim goes getting weird looks having the van parked in the nice part of Los Feliz because people yeah. are not, not, got a lot of a lot of nimbies in this area. I, I would have suggested you park in my old spot, but now it's uh, it's not so cool because there's condos right there. I used to park right there at Clayton and Hillhurst. Perfect spot. Perfect. Yeah, there's, no, there's an empty Ford dealership. Mm-hmm. Now there's a bunch of big ass condos over there. Luxury condos. Apparently, uh, apparently we need luxury condos. Mm-hmm. Homeless people don't need houses, but we definitely need luxury condos. We, be, we should definitely tear down the stuff that made the neighborhood attractive in the first place mm-hmm. and then put luxury condos in. Yeah, $5,000 a month for rent. That's reasonable. Sure, put those up. Fuck, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild, man. It's been two years since I've been gone and kind of looking around going, okay, well, pandemic and then just gentrification, which we've all helped along in our mm-hmm. own right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. How was Rustic? I haven't been there in years. Rustic has not changed. And that was, it was funny. We went there Sunday night, and I was like, look at, first off, I felt old as shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Because, I, because I'm 45, and I, you know, drinking at, uh, you know, 11 o'clock at night in a bar, that's not what people our age do anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, especially on a Sunday night, people got work. It was also Easter Sunday. I forget that it was Easter Sunday. Yeah. But there was like all these like kids were like twenty three or whatever, and they all look like I'm like oh they're all hungover from Coachella. Mm-hmm. Look at them, everybody's quiet. <laughs> and then I realized no, they're, they're, it's trivia night. They're all playing trivia. They're thinking. Ah, okay. But I'm like good. For, but 
I was a little heartbroken because one of the questions, like, what's Mr. Like from The Simpsons, what's Mr. Burns' first name? I'm like, well, that's easy. And the kids were struggling over it. I don't know that one. You don't, you know Mr. Burns' first I name? Re- I can't remember what his first name was. Well, I got it wrong, too, because I'm like, it's Montgomery. Montgomery, that's right. Monty Burns, except it's not. It's, oh. His name is C. Montgomery Burns, so ah, his name is actually Charles Montgomery Burns. Gotcha. But these kids had no idea, and then I realized, like, oh, yeah, that shows from, I mean, how long has it been on? I mean, it came out. 30, it started in 89, so 33 years. Uh, yeah, so it came out when we were in seventh grade. I remember that. I remember it like because it was part of Tracy Ullman show. But I realized like that's like not no. That's like somebody being mad that we don't know facts about I Love Lucy. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Oh man! But uh, yeah, but I can't like it, I can just pull the old man card. How dare you not understand? Like because they, they don't need to know it. Yeah, you know what they did know? Everybody got the question right. It was like what. Element, do plants, do some plants absorb from the air and then when the plant dies, release into the soil through their roots? It was nitrogen. nitrogen. I didn't know that. Everybody yeah, got that question right. I'm like, well, that's good. You got the science question right, <laughs> but then get the bullshit 30-year-old cartoon question right. Where are these, where are these kids' priorities? Good for, well, yeah, but good for you. Okay, maybe we're in some safe hands. Maybe the future has... Kids that are rather learn things and not, I'm like, oh, these nobody's fucked up in here. Maybe that's good. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this is the, this is the cocaine, this is a cocaine fall down bar. Mm-hmm. Rustic not will Easter always, Sunday. Rustic will always have a special place in my heart. That's where uh, Katie and I had our first date at the You Rustic really? Inn. Yeah, now look at us. Now look what that led to. We're married. She put. Did, the, did so, I ever tell you that? She put the moves on me at the Rustic. Oh yeah. Yeah, we we worked together at that god awful restaurant down the street called Spitz. That place oh yeah, okay. F- yeah, don't get me started on that place. But uh, <laughs> overpriced it's yuppie Spitz. food. Yeah, it's called Which Spitz. Which I know it. I know it's about like a spit that meets mm-hmm. cooked on. But we didn't think twice about calling a restaurant Spitz. Yeah. And uh, she used to invite me. Uh, a lot of the crew over there would go to Rustic after their shifts. And uh, she had invited me a few times, and I declined just because at the time I was living in a van, and I was not, uh, I, I kind of willfully took myself off the market. I wasn't trying to date while I was in the van. So yeah. I blew her off a couple times, and then eventually I gave in, and uh, a few of us went over there. And there was about four or five of us. And then uh, at one point, we just found ourselves alone. The, the other folks had left or gone up to the bar or something. And she's like, hey, you ever make out at a bar? I go. I was like, it's been a while, and she goes, "You wanna?" And she just laid one on me, and I'm like, "All right, I guess we're doing this." That's and, uh, a hell of a line. Yeah, you ever make out at a bar? You wanna? And then just just smack, just just laid it down on me, and I'm like, "All right, I like this chick in style." My, in my head, it said with the same uh, in the same context, like, "You guys want to see a dead body?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About to suck your face, dude. <laughs> yeah, oh, I remember too uh, when uh, I said uh, when she invited me over that time. I was like, "Yeah, let me uh, let me run home first and change." And home was mm-hmm. just two blocks over to the van, and uh, yeah, kept that. Did secret. she know you were in a van? No, not at the time. No. Oh, 
But a few weeks later, I, I, I dropped that nugget of reality on her. I was like, hey, before this thing goes any further, I think i got to be honest with you and let you know my situation. Didn't bat an eye. Didn't give a shit. It's like, all right, I like this girl's style. Well, of all the things you could say, like, you should know. And yeah. Like, I have a girlfriend or I have a kid or I have a <laughs> wife somewhere. Like, I just live in a van. Like, okay, we're not cheating on anybody. All right. Yeah, yeah. I just got to run home, give myself a five baby wipe uh, rub down. <laughs> Let's hit the mean streets, babe. Hell yeah, man. Good times. Yeah, I always love you, Rustic. Had a, had a good lunch special over there, too. I think they used to ha- do daily specials where you could get like a whole a whole meal for like six or seven bucks. One Shit, day, that's long gone, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. But yeah, I used to eat over there all the time for like six bucks for lunch. Get you a grilled cheese and a tomato soup. That was a special they used to run. Not not every day you can get grilled cheese and tomato soup at a bar. They weren't even open until 4 o'clock yesterday. Oh, really? So I don't even know if they're doing lunch anymore. But Hmm. I got the cauliflower buffalo wings. I just want the buffalo sauce, you know. I do like the cauliflower ones. 14 bucks, dude. Jeez. 14 bucks for a pile of cauliflower. That's L.A. for you. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's, uh, you'll pay more. I was talking to Shane about it. You'll pay more in rent in New York. Mm-hmm. But you could still get like I feel like a cheap slice of pizza or something. Yeah. Whereas Not here, man, like now I'm now I'm noticing it's no cheap eats, no cheap eat, no cheap nothing. Mm-mm. No six and change for a gallon of gas. Bad time to be driving a van around. Yeah, that's true. Very bad time. Speaking of food, dude, I've been eating like a king on this run. Been been really. I'm off the I'm off the booze, and I've been uh, really trying to work out every day so I can uh, justify some of my uh, lunch habits on this run. But man, been been crushing it. Uh, I'll give you a quick rundown. Started out, let's hear. Fl- flew into Nashville just because uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I think how crazy uh, airfares have gone through the roof with all the gas situation, uh-huh. dude. Yep. Typically, uh, L.A. to Nashville round trip, you could get that ticket for. 250 you know six months ago 650 dollars and that was the cheapest in the whole area like it didn't really make a lot of sense for me to fly into nashville just because i'm not you know performing in nashville but it was so much cheaper than even indianapolis or chicago or cincinnati so flew into nashville uh that first morning uh big bad breakfast oh boy sure got the cat head biscuit uh breakfast sandwich which uh, is always, head? yeah, that's an old Southern thing. Biscuits as big as cat heads, and I don't know why they chose oh. that uh, unit of measurement. <laughs> I understand it more than somebody saying a football field. Well, I guess so, yeah. But yeah, got the big old uh, chicken cat head biscuit. That was fantastic. Then uh, in Milwaukee, got some good German food at uh, sure. Mater's. I think, it's, am I pronouncing it? I think it's called Mater's, M-A-D-E-R, apostrophe S, Mater's, <clears throat> Mater's, Mater's. Yeah, had uh, the Bavarian sausage platter, had like four different types of sausage. Mm. Oh, boy, mm-hmm. real good. And then uh, some sort of, uh, I think I had some schnitzel and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a little gravy on that schnitzel. Oh, German food, so underrated. I mean, we've talked a lot about our shared love of uh, the Red Lion there in Los Angeles. but uh, It's clearly made to keep you warm. Yeah, so I had that. Uh, then in Chicago, to make you proud, I stopped by and had my first ever Portillo's. And it was uh, first ever. The, yeah, first ever. I'd never had Portillos. What's the review on it? Love. Be it. honest with me. You're not no, gonna I, break my heart. I don't have no. stock in the place. Thought it was great. I don't know what else you could want. I mean, send me a picture. What'd you got? You got a beef sandwich. Got the uh, the Italian beef uh, with the light gravy, 
and then also got me just a regular old Chicago dog, and uh, boy, both of those light just, gravy, huh? All right. Yeah, well, well, I did. I got light gravy, and then I got a little uh, cup on the side. What for dipping? Because oh, I didn't sure, want to go. Sure. Didn't want to go too crazy. Because uh, sometimes, you know, I've had the French, uh, the French dip or the Italian beef at other places where you, you get a little too wet and you got to start eating it with a damn knife and fork. It's so oh, yeah. soggy. Yeah, they hold they hold it under like a like a kid the mom doesn't want. <laughs> My only uh, my only note with the Italian beef, and I'm sure uh, people have thought about this, uh, but as someone, I'm I'm a I'm a novice to the Italian beef. I've had it a few times, but you know, in the South, I don't think there was anywhere you could get an Italian beef sandwich. But um, I thought it was delicious. I really enjoyed it. But I think it could have benefited from from a little cheese. Throw a little provolone or something on there. You that would have been have nice. That. So I wonder it's what the to, it's to be customized. Yeah, you yeah, get but peppers. What a, I got the I got the sweet peppers, and, sweet uh, peppers. All right, yeah, yeah. But, you, can, uh, you can ask for cheese on it. Yeah, I saw that they had the cheese sauce, uh, but I didn't see an option for like a, a slice of provolone or, or Swiss or something. But uh, uh, it, it would it would be provolone. You just ask for it. Yeah, you okay. Ask. They, they well, put it on a meatball sub for you. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. Maybe I'll do that next time. And then, uh, like I said, I, I say two nights in Chicago. The next night, I, I was having a hankering for some Polish food. And I found a place, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, uh, Podhalenka, Podhalenka, P-O-D-H-A-L-A-N-K-A. Uh, little bitty hole-in-the-wall place. No, not even, They didn't even have uh, windows. It's like a little bitty spot. Like if you, mm-hmm. if you weren't really paying attention, you'd walk right past it. Uh, kind of uh, no signage, no windows. Walk in, sit down, a real bare-bones kind of place, a uh, few little tables, and then they had a counter and... Um, this this older dude, probably about sixty, comes up and uh, doesn't even give me a menu. He's just like, um, "Your first time." <laughs> I can't do a Polish accent. <laughs> I go, "Yeah, first time." And he goes, "All right, here's what I do for you. I make you pierogies. I make you sausage. I make you cabbage soup." And I'm like, well, "All right, I guess I'm having that." Like yes, just like will, this is yeah, like he didn't ask. He was telling pierogies, sausage, <laughs> cabbage soup, and also juice on me, free juice on the house. Some weird. I don't know what was in this juice. Uh collage. Yeah. <laughs> like like cold borscht or something. Uh yeah. but dude, th- these pierogies were insane. Great pierogies. Uh, cabbage soup is lo- insane too. You look like a guy that was walking into a place and like and this is not a fat joke, <laughs> even though it sounds like a fat joke. You don't look like a picky eater, Dave. No, not at you all. You look like you look like you're a guy that is enjoys well done food, and that guy was probably like, "I'm gonna give him what we got that he's mm-hmm. gonna like." Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this guy's day. Mm-hmm. And he did. Man, I just sat there, ate for ate like a king for like 15 bucks. He brought the bill. I mean, I just yeah. ate ate till I couldn't eat anymore. It's like 14.95. Like, all right, this is a hell of a deal. But uh, yeah, it gave me a whole like nine pierogies. Like a huge sausage link in a, just a giant bowl. Uh, he called it cabbage soup, but it was more, it was really more like chicken soup with cabbage. And it was some of the yeah. best soup I'd ever had. A lot of chicken, a really? lot of cabbage, uh, a lot of fresh herbs. I mean, just absolutely incredible. And just completely Beautiful. bare, but I love those kind of places. Just bare bones. You know, they don't, you know, we're not here for the uh, ambiance or the decor. I'm just here to make you some killer homemade food. And, uh, yeah. It just just incredible. So, Sorry yeah. we didn't have time to paint a mural. We were busy making food for you. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely <clears throat> delicious, man. So, yeah. M- Milwaukee and Chicago, just, oh, man. 
I, I wonder uh, what the life expectancy in both those towns is. It's got to be, it's got to uh, be less than the average. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, I mean, I don't know about life expen- expectancy, but I'm sure average uh, waist size. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little higher in those areas. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But yeah, uh, just had a blast, man. So, been eating good. Uh, haven't had any great food yet here in uh, Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. So I don't know where those hot spots are, but I'm uh, staying across the street from the TGI Fridays. So I have had some nice wings over there. Man- manage expectations accordingly, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you ever <laughs> reminds me of that old. <laughs> Henry Phillips tweeted one time, If you're ever in Madison, Wisconsin, you absolutely must try Arby's Roast Beef Sandwiches, a hidden gem. Brendan Walsh used to do this character like, I'm from New York. I love the best New York pizza like Sparrows. That's authentic New York style. (laughs) Irony being, I don't mind the Sparrows. I don't mind it either. I think it's solid. I'll have that over the big national chains. Rachel ordered some because obviously like like late night food. Like I she got some pizza the night before I got here. She's like this is the most amount of bad food I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> some place called Prince Street Pizza. She's like I had one piece. I it's all I could do. The box was just like like a greasy box. Like they put the pizza on the outside of the box before they put it inside the box. I sat and it on it top. Was, it was of an exercisable weight. Wow. Like if you want to do some jazzercise curls with this box, you can do it. And this was in L.A. she had this? Yeah, we're still eating off of it. Huh. Like a, like a, like a buffalo corpse. <laughs> Just pick it off of it as necessary. Oh my god! Like we're, we're putting we're, we're putting the crust to the side in case we got to make a structure for winter. <laughs> Save the crust for kindling and firewood. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could use that to make a lean to. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. But we're oh, eating, man. Um, what else did I do in Chicago? Oh, this is you'll appreciate this. Uh, staying uh, in a. Pretty nice little hotel. Uh, by the way, look, before we get into that, I got a rant real quick. Um, I'm always a sucker for these uh, Priceline uh, Express deals where they oh, pick bite you in the ass though. Yeah, they pick you. They pick the hotel for you. And I was like, four star hotel in Chicago for eighty nine dollars. Sign me up. And it was a nice hotel. I stayed at the Ambassador Hotel, and it was very okay. nice. Um, Fifty eight dollars a night for valet parking. Fifty-eight. Now I've. Now you. That's how they get you. You expect that at a four or five star hotel. I get that, but I've paid forty. I've paid forty-five. I don't think I've ever paid more than fifty. Fifty-eight dollars a night, valet parking. Also, big sign. We're not responsible for 
theft or blah, blah, blah to your $58 well, a night. Y'all can't hire a fucking security guard to just sit out there and babysit the cars. <clears throat> they all, I mean, every parking garage has that sign up, but parking in Chicago is a full fledged racket. I mean, that was the insane. question I could never figure out is, <clears throat> okay, there's parking meters, mm-hmm. but the meter maids are a private company. Mm-hmm. They're not the police. Yeah. Well, so a private company is enforcing this public. I, I was con- I yeah. was confused. I guess as I'm talking about it now, I guess yeah, you can have private security for a public area. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, wait. So you're this isn't even ta- like who's we're paying a private company mm-hmm. to enforce this public thing. Like I, I, it's it's Chicago. Shit's fucked over there. Like a lot of cities, but it's just, I mean, it's shootings every day. Yeah. You know, it was real wild when they were just doing the full, like, um, gang raids on stores. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're just going to have 30 people rush an Apple store and just steal everything. Dude, that's been going down in West Hollywood in Beverly Hills. I don't know. You probably haven't heard the news all the way up there, but it's been an epidemic in the last couple months of um, a lot of jewelry stores being robbed. Um, not only stores, but like these these criminal gangs or whoever's behind it, they will scout out and find like the owners and the brokers and whatnot and follow these people home. There's been a lot of uh, home invasions, home robberies as well. Oh, I did see something like, yeah, targeting mm-hmm. the ultra wealthy. But yeah, I just, if you want to charge me 58 fucking dollars a night and then you're like, yeah, we're not responsible if it gets broken into, then what the fuck am I paying for? They have yeah. to put that, though. But I it's mean, just, hire a fucking security that's guard. A, that's like a liability thing that has nothing to do. The overpriced shit, yeah, they're going to they're gonna milk you. And here's the other thing, trying- too. These fucking toll roads in the Midwest. <laughs> leaving <laughs> Chicago. Buddy, welcome. Welcome to fuck? Illinois. What the fuck? As soon as you cross into Illinois, welcome to Illinois. Give us $7. God. Well, it's not even that. It's the proximity. When you're leaving Chicago, going south to like Indiana, Mm -hmm. I think as soon as you get into Indiana, there's a toll. And literally, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. It has to be a mile or two. And then there's another one. And it's like, hey, asshole, just charge me double at that one. Don't make me stop again. Nah, just, because there was an egg, there's an exit, uh, there's an on ramp after that last one, so we got to get them too. Jeez, and at least give me a snack, uh, many three musketeers. You know, get, <laughs> hey, thanks for driving in New Jersey. Here's your jar of pickles. Like, give me something for that fucking kiss, money. Kiss me while you're bending me over. Good God, it's yeah, that's was, the biggest kick in the ass is you drive all the way from California. Mm-hmm. And then you get to Illinois, and it's like, hey, give us five bucks. Okay, wait, now give us six bucks. Now give us three bucks. And the idea being that, but look at all this construction we're doing. I remember it was the middle of a weekday. Orange cones are up. I didn't see a single construction worker anywhere Mm -hmm. doing shit. I think they put a bunch of orange up to be like, yeah, but we're fixing the roads just so you don't get as pissed that you just are exploited. The tolls went up initially to pay for the highways they were building. Uh-huh. But then they realized, wait a minute, people have to pay us. Why would we stop? Mm-hmm. Why would we put an end to a revenue stream? Yeah. Uh, you know, even though that's what we said we'd do. Yeah, it's uh, the fix is in over in good old Illinois, buddy. 
And I hate, uh, I was on the Indiana Turnpike and then the Ohio Turnpike. I hate turnpikes because it's like, oh, you could stop at these bullshit generic travel plazas. What do you want? Uh, what do you want, a Burger King and a pretzel? These are your only fucking options. Like, part of what I enjoy yeah. about traveling is, like, you know, I love, I love the states that have the, the exit signs that tell you which restaurants are at this exit, but not yeah. on the fucking turnpike. Just, oh, every, every 47 miles there's one shitty travel plaza with two little yeah. bullshit options. Like, what a boring You know what commute. nobody likes? Subway. Here's another yeah. one. Yeah. Give me some yeah, good buddy. Subway or Burger King options. But anyway, uh, my hotel, uh, when I was checking out, Guess who I saw checking in? Uh, none other than Mr. Henry Rollins. So, okay. First time spotting Henry Rollins in, in public. What, so, was he, uh, what was he doing in town? Uh, he was performing, actually. I looked it up after the fact, and he was doing his uh, god-awful spoken word tour. Uh, he was <laughs> out there chit-chatting? Uh, yeah, he was checking in. He had uh, he had some crew with him and, and everything. But uh, and I was like, oh, I wonder if, you know. I forgot that he's essentially, I guess, retired from music, and now he just does that spoken word, which I saw about 20 years ago. Uh, in yeah. my pr- previous life, my girlfriend was a huge uh, Rollins fan. So on Valentine's Day in, like, 2001, uh, we went and saw Henry Rollins' spoken word at the Variety Playhouse, where we played in Atlanta. And, uh okay. After three hours of him rambling, uh, we finally just tapped out and was like, we got to go. He, he fucking yammered for three hours. Spoken word. Uh, stand up without That's... the expectations of, of, of humor and laughter and punchlines. Like, he's basically there... doing stand up, but, but with no punchlines. Was it like poetry and writing, or was it just stories from no, his travels? Just stories, but he was trying to make them funny, and he and I like Rollins. I'm not shitting on, him, but like you could tell he thinks he's funny. Like, oh, y'all gonna go, you're gonna well, like I mean, this one. You are shitting on him, yeah. But like, it's exactly what you're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, I guess so. I, I think I just I'm <laughs> I'm jealous of like, oh, you just call it spoken word, and that way, if you're not funny, no harm, no foul. But it's like, dude, just go fucking do stand-up. Just be a stand-up. You're trying to do stand-up. It's long-winded without punchlines. But, oh, it's spoken word. I mean, well, he's maybe a, nowadays. Maybe he's uh, I, You know, he was on Those Who Can't. I wasn't on set mm-hmm. that day. But they got him to do a role on Those Who Can't. It said he was just a, a super, absolutely a sweetheart of a man. Yeah, I've heard he's a nice really guy. Really wanted to do a good job. Was like, mm-hmm. okay, how should I read this? Like, wanted to be funny. Wanted to give him exactly what they wanted as far as acting. Uh, so only heard good things about the fellow. Yeah. No, I, I don't mean to, I do like him, but, but it's yeah. just, I'm but jealous of anybody's word is, uh, spoken word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm interesting. Are you? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he is. Do, I mean, just cause you did interesting things doesn't mean you, doesn't mean you automatically know how to convey it in exactly. an interesting way. Exactly. That's my point that I couldn't find, but yes. Now, yeah, Crazy I'm, from the Heat, David Lee Roth's autobiography. That guy knows how to tell you <laughs> he did some goofy shit. Yeah, I wouldn't mind listening to him ramble on with some stories. But yeah, I saw Rollins. Uh, oh, what else did I do in Chicago? Went and saw uh, our buddy Tom Segura perform in front of literally 10,000 people at a basketball arena. And... Uh, not going to shit on Tom. But I will shit on the concept of doing stand-up comedy in a basketball arena. Kind of, yeah. you lose some of the nuance when it's uh, of that magnitude. Uh, literally sat a uh, hundred yards away. Tom and, Segura, uh, very nuanced comedian. Yeah. <laughs> 
and uh, enjoyed the show. But yeah, just just not the uh, not the environment for stand up at a college basketball arena. Literally, well, it, it probably more than ten thousand because I think the uh, listed capacity for like a game is ten thousand. But then at a basketball game, obviously, you don't have a couple of thousand people sitting on yeah. the floor. So they had a few thousand more seats sitting where the basketball court would be. Uh, but good lord, and he did two nights. Two nights in a row at a ten thousand seater, and uh, it was quite a spectacle. Wow. Quite the, spe- I mean, it was just now. Now, as a comic, you're like, yeah, this is too big for stand. Were the people around you engaged in laughing at it, or was it not? Could you, not as could you much. See them being like, oh, I'm not going to go see a comedy show in a place this big again. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. It's hard. It's hard to tell. Like some folks were definitely engaged, but you could definitely tell a lot of people was just. It was just falling on deaf ears because it just was such the wrong environment. It was just, and I'd never seen a, a comedy show that I, I can't imagine. I'm trying to think, the biggest comedy show prior to that I'd ever seen. I've been to some theater shows. I performed some theater shows, and but nothing. I've never seen anything in a basketball arena. I mean, there's only a handful of comics that's ever done basketball arenas, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was I impressive. <clears throat> you know, like good for him for being able to sell that many tickets, but. And, you know, I was thinking, like, why would anybody want to do that? And it's like, oh, shit. Well, duh. Like, <laughs> he probably know, made uh, two or three thousand dollars from that show. Yeah, he probably, yeah, he probably made almost a thousand dollars. No, Jesus. $77 ticket times 10,000. Do that math. Good Lord. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a spectacle. Like, it was interesting from the point of view of, like, holy shit, as a comedian, it's, Nice to see this many people come out to a comedy show. Um, I mean, it was yeah. chaotic. Like trying to, I, I went to the concession stand, like stood in line for like thirty minutes just to get a pretzel and a diet Pepsi. Like, I mean, and just just the sheer volume of people. It was insane because, like I said, this was even there were more people there than even a sold out basketball game. Because was it a sold out on, show? Yeah, yeah. Because the seating on the floor. And I, I was doing some rough math. I think they sat probably two or three thousand people on the actual floor uh, that you know weren't even traditional seats. Like if you were seeing a game, what, and uh, what it was sta- nuts. what who played there? It's the University of Illinois at Chicago. Okay, UIC. so I was looking at what you told me, like where like where the place was. I'm like, I think that's UIC. Yeah, UIC, the Credit Union One Arena. And uh, I mean, but like. Even getting in there, it was like, it felt like fucking Coachella. Like, it felt like a huge festival. Like, just literally penguin walking, just shoulder to shoulder, all through, you know, the the lobby and the the concession yeah. stands and everything. And it was just absolutely chaotic. Well, but. that being said, I think I got about 40 tickets sold for the Irvine Improv <laughs> this Sunday night. A <laughs> couple more than that in Oxnard, uh, where you and I will be together. Yeah, I'm gonna for a 400 up. seat room. I got about 35, 40 tickets sold last I checked. <laughs> I, I I I I don't know what I'm doing wrong, man. <laughs> I don't know what. What am I not talking about that people need to hear within their stand up? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna bite my tongue on that one, but uh, all right. Yeah, man. It was quite a shout out to my buddy Jeff Tate for hooking up a free ticket. And as much as I enjoy Jeez. Tom, I I wouldn't have paid if I'd have paid the. Face value for that ticket, I would have been a little annoyed to sit a hundred yards. Away. I don't know what I'd pay seventy-seven dollars to see. Yeah, 
But yeah, it was quite a spectacle. I took the train, got the my first uh, Chicago train experience. They call it the subway, the train, the L. What, what's that's the yeah, lingo that's there? The L. That's you the L. know, an L as in not the letter L, but as an elevated. Is that right? I think. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I learned that as from an elevated uh, train. The fugitive taught me that. But uh, yeah, that was. It took a little. Took me some time to figure out, you know, which line to hop it on. It takes me time to figure out of like which way, mm-hmm. wait, which side do I have to? Yeah, well, that's the on. thing. I never know which what side. Col- what color line do I need to be on? But yeah, it was quite an impressive spectacle seeing that many folks at a comedy show. But uh, you know, folks seem to enjoy it. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if I was in Tom's shoes, like I get it. Like if you can sell that many tickets, you know. But I don't know. I think if I ever did. You know, in some alternate universe where I was able to sell that many tickets, I'd re- I think just a good two or three thousand seat theater, I think is about as high as I would want to go. Even that, you lose a lot of nuance in a theater as opposed yeah. to a nice club. But, geez. Yeah, I have been having fun going to see headliners at Helium mm-hmm. of being able to just be an audience member at a comedy club and watch yeah. people put an hour together mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, hearing like, oh, here's everybody's 10 minutes that they got. Yeah. So. But yeah, well, I'm fun. glad it's going well so far. Yeah. Sorry you're not okay. enjoying the beauty, the, the springtime beauty the Ohio Valley could provide mm. <laughs> instead. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I wanted to relay this story to you. Uh, worked with a good dude, funny guy, uh, John Torres, Chicago comic. He uh, mm-hmm. came up and uh, opened for me in the Milwaukee show. And I love... I love the Milwaukee, uh, Chicago proximity. I love that there's two major cities like less than 90 minutes apart. That's got to be cool for comics in both those cities to be able to kind of go back and forth. A little more than 90, I'll say, but yeah, maybe two. It was less than two hours though. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So anyway, John's uh, Chicago based, but he came up and did the show in Milwaukee, and he was. We were just talking. He was like, you know, a big fan of the Boogie Monster. We were just talking about. Boogie type stuff, and he uh, related a ghost story that he experienced. Uh, I, I don't know how old he was. I didn't catch if this was like something he experienced when he was a child or teenager or whatever. But he lived in this building in Chicago, him and his mom, and all kind of weird stuff would happen. He he basically described uh, shadow people. He didn't refer to them as shadow people, but his description of some of the stuff he experienced was, you know, just like these dark figures standing in the doorway at night while he's sleeping. And then he actually okay. felt uh, multiple times he could feel like like a human presence sitting on the bed, like the weight of a human being, like sitting down. He'd turn the light on. He's got that sleepy pee, dog. Freak out, and there's no one there. Um, then one time he said he, him and his mom were kind of in the back parking lot. And uh, just out of nowhere, they just saw a guy in old, like, 60s clothing, like a black black fedora, black suit, briefcase, just kind of walk out of nowhere, walked right by them, and disappeared into nowhere right there in the parking lot. And he said, just a bunch of weird little things like that. And then he did some research, come to find out that the exact location of his um, apartment was the site of the TWA Flight 529 crash. In 1961, <clears throat> TWA Flight 529 was going from uh, Boston to San Francisco, crashed right there at that site. All 73 passengers and five crew members died. Everybody Where in the was plane this? died. Where was this again? This was in, in Chicago, and it was the TWA Flight uh, 529 
I, I forgot what neighborhood he said it was in. Uh, was Willowbrook? Is that a neighborhood? Willow something. Willowbrook, yeah. But he said he, after, you know, later, after he experienced all these weird things, he did some research, found out that where that building sat, it, there was no building in 1961 where the plane crashed, but they later yeah. built his apartment building right there where 78 people perished in a, in a plane crash. Because the shadow figures, things sitting on your chest, that sounds really close to just sleep paralysis. Yeah, yeah, it does. But then he said the 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 story about just seeing a guy in like six in a That's sixty a suit, and he said him and his mom just clear as day. He said like twenty feet away or whatever, just right there in the parking lot. They just and he said like where the guy came from and where the guy went to, there was no like logical, you know, in and out there in that little back parking. He just kind of out of thin air. Walked a few feet and then just disappeared into thin air. And he said he's dressed like 1960s. And this plane crash happened in September of 1961. 78 people died. Commuting between portals. That's fucking nuts. And I got another thing I want to share to you real quick. Uh, Speaking of commuting between portals and whatnot, um, Katie had an experience recently. Uh, this This was a planned experience. She... I uh, I don't know how she learned of this or, or who told her, but somehow Katie had called a uh, psychic medium. She called, and it wasn't just some one eight hundred number. It was like somebody <laughs> that a friend of her, like it was like a personal connection, like a friend of a friend. I like told how her. you said it, like, like somehow she called a psychic <laughs> medium. I mean, I don't know where she. I, she, I haven't <laughs> talked to her a ton this week. Just little bits here and there. I don't know where she got the yeah. idea to call this lady. But like I said, it wasn't just something she found in the back of a magazine. Like a she and I've talked about this. She's still in mourning from her dad. You know, good days and bad days. You know, she yeah. some days she's handling great, and then other days it's just real rough on her. And I feel helpless. You know, I, I'm always trying to be there for her, but it's like I, there's only so much I can say to comfort her. You know, when when someone's grieving, you know, I don't want to just be trite and just rehash the same old stuff. But it's like. You know, I'm here for you if you want to talk about it, whatever. But anyway, she got the idea. Her friend said, hey, call this medium. I've called her before. And, you know, and the friend even prefaced, like, I don't know if you're into this stuff. And I know a lot of people roll their eyes at the concept of this. But she really helped her, this, this other friend. So, like, Katie, why don't you give it a shot? So she calls this lady. The lady's name Rebecca. And uh, I think she calls herself a clairvoyant medium. But uh, Katie gave her almost no information leading up to this. The, the lady did request yeah. a few pictures. She wanted to see pictures of um, Katie's family. And just for those who may not remember, uh, Katie's father passed on Christmas morning. Her mother passed three years ago, uh, right around Mother's Day. And about 20 years ago, her uh, older sister died on, on Easter. Mm-hmm. What is it with all these holiday deaths? I don't know. But um, really? yeah. so her sister died back in 97 when the sister Susie was 23 and Katie was 13. She was 10 years older. So mm-hmm. Katie just got a lot of loss in her family, both going back 20 years and then as recent as this Christmas. So a lot to deal with there in terms of grieving family members. So this Rebecca lady, this medium, um, she asked very few questions, you know, uh, leading up to this, you know, in terms of. And they do that on purpose just to kind of prove that, you know, I guess if you're a medium, you don't want to find out too much because then you want to you want to seem legit when you drop some of these nuggets on them. So Katie told her almost nothing. She did send her some pictures, but she told her almost nothing and uh, got some really interesting nuggets from this lady. Um, One in particular that stuck out. Um, 
Let's see. I'm looking at Katie's notes here. Uh, she spent about a half hour with this lady on the phone, and she says she has a technique that she uses to communicate to the other side, basically tells, um, tells you what they want you to know, meaning uh, this lady will tell you things that you're deceased. I don't know if it's just family, friends, whomever, but I don't know what you would call it. Just I'll call them the deceased. Uh, but they, they, she, she just acts as like a, a go-between. She relays messages between your dead friends and family and, and you. Yeah. And um, one thing that uh, she said, uh, I hear three people. The lady was like, this was like in the moment. And, and this Rebecca was like, I'm, I'm hearing three people right now. Um, and the, Susie and mom and dad. She said, one of them's very loud. <laughs> that's her dad. Her dad was very loud and you know, kind of playfully obnoxious, very boisterous guy. Yeah. But uh, this nugget stood out. She said, uh, oh, your dad wants me to tell your husband to go to the store. He says, why isn't Dave at the store? You got to go to the store. And Katie didn't tell her any leading up, any info about our personal situation. One of the reasons we moved to West Hollywood is for me to start going to the comedy store and to get into the comedy store. And I have yet to do that ah, just because I'm still getting okay, settled okay. in and I've been doing other shows and stuff. But I thought that was pretty interesting. She's like, uh, your dad keeps telling your husband, why isn't he at the store? He needs to go to the store. So, I mean, yeah, that could mean an actual store, but it's pretty pretty odd that we moved to that specific neighborhood so I could be closer no, to the comedy no, store. No, no, that's, <clears throat> all right, that's a pretty wild that's, one. That's a pretty good one there. Also, uh, let's see here. What's this other one? Uh, something about, I'm sorry, my notes are all jumbled here. Uh, oh, yeah, they both loved, uh, let's see, she said they both loved where we moved. Oh, uh, yeah, um, both parents were complimenting the new apartment, and mom said, she kept saying that mom kept saying, uh, be careful when you park on the street because cars go too fast there. And we live, I don't want to give away my exact location, but we live yeah, yeah. on a street where we live <laughs> right at a intersection where there's a, uh, mm-hmm. a three-way stop. And we, we're on the second floor, so we, we've got this nice window that just overlooks that intersection. No shit, 90% of the cars that come through there never stop at that intersection. Just because the way it's laid yeah. out, you can really, you know how some stop signs you can see in all directions. You're like, there's no threat, no one's coming. And, but yeah. people just blow through that stop sign 90% of the time. She kept saying that the mom kept saying, be careful when you park on that street because people go too fast there and don't stop. And that's a thing that legit happens. And then also, uh, Susie, the sister who passed, who I keep talking about, uh, said that um, something that she, she said that Susie keeps mentioning uh, about the time that she told you, she taught you how to swim. Did, did Susie teach you how to swim? And absolutely, Susie spent an entire summer before she passed teaching Katie how to swim. Susie's the one that taught Katie how to swim. So this lady brought up Susie and swimming. She brought up a dangerous intersection where people go too fast. And she brought up the fact that your husband needs to go to the store and, and your dad's annoyed that he's not, your husband's not going to the store. So I understand a lot of the psych That's media stuff. That's a wild stuff. one. Yeah, I mean, I understand that a lot of what they do is purposely vague, that where you could interpret it, you know, but like those are fairly detailed things, especially the store and the swimming. And uh, Katie swears, I was like, you didn't tell her any of that info. She's like, no, she didn't give her any info yeah. about me or comedy or the comedy store, didn't give her any info about swimming. But that's fucking fascinating. 
And she said that the lady kept reassuring her. It's like, oh, yeah, like when she's just talking about the concept, like, no, when people die, like they're not gone. Like she's like their spirits are around you and uh, death is not the end of this thing. And what if what if it's the case of like if you're willing, like on this side, you have to be willing to talk to one of these people Mm -hmm. to communicate but also on the other side, you have to be willing to talk to somebody. Like on the other side, somebody, you know, I can still talk to the living. I'm like, full, mm-hmm. you're full of shit. And then they have to like convince you that they're real. So there has to be like a broker. Well, say that again. So like the dead, like, the deceased like, okay. have to be willing to talk to this medium. <clears throat> yeah, excuse me, what? I got to clear my throat. Sorry. <clears throat> So, like, say we got to believe a psychic here. Mm-hmm. We got to be like, all right, I'll go talk to this psychic. Mm-hmm. In order, like, like the dead can't just talk to you. They got to go through this broker. Yeah, like an agent. You know, mm-hmm. they got to. They can't. You get. They, you need the agent to make the deal. Mm-hmm. But then, if you're dead, you're just around all the other dead people. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody who else is dead. Like, you know, I could talk to the living. Like, you're full of shit. <laughs> and so, you there has to be like. Both sides have to agree to talk to whoever can facilitate yeah. this information. That's why. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm throwing out I'm throwing out ideas. No, that that makes sense. But yeah. Like they're I, psychics, but it's dead psychics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's what you do. You're psychic when a psychic dies. They're like, all right, I just do the same thing, but the yeah. other way. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, maybe so. And uh and Katie she she tolerates all my boogie related <laughs> interest and beliefs but she's definitely much more of a skeptic on a lot of this stuff than I am and and like this had an impact on her like she's like holy shit how those are three pretty this... wild facts to get yeah. right yeah she's like how would this lady know this stuff and the store thing really got me cuz like that was our whole well Katie wanted to live in West Hollywood anyway and then I've always like kind of avoided it. It's like, hey, it's too bougie for me. I don't want to. And then it just hit me, you know, months ago when we were think, thinking about moving. I was like, well, a good compromise would be that. And, like, it wouldn't be so bad because I'd be close to all the clubs. And, you know, I could I could just walk to the store, walk to the Laugh Factory, whatever, and get in over there. And and we've been up there almost two months, and I've been just a couple of times. You know, I haven't really committed to just making it a routine yet. Um, like, a you know, eventually, hopefully I will just make it a routine. I Long story short, I have a problem with just going to shows and going to clubs that I'm not doing spots on. It just I just hate just standing around. But I know that you know you got to put <clears throat> yeah. in some. You got to put networking, in, baby. Yeah, that's the part I just fucking hate. And um, but yeah, she's like, yeah, the the loud male figure. She kept calling him the loud male figure. Is 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 annoyed and complaining that your husband needs to go to the store. What does that mean? I mean, I could even say, like, like, like how long between getting recommended to talk to this psychic and then actually calling was there? I think just like a day or two. Because now, like, just for the sake of, like, picking it apart, I'm trying to think of how. Like, okay, well, I can, you know, oh, I'll listen to the podcast and, you know, giving up. That you don't. Oh yeah, I live by the comedy store now. I need to start going there. Yeah, no, but Katie said but that's she didn't, one thing. Yes, but Katie didn't mention anything about her podcast, our podcast, comedy, nothing. She didn't tell her anything about comedy, podcast, nothing. 
So I don't know how the hell this lady would. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of ways that it could be. You got Mm -hmm. me, man. Yeah. And I and again, like I said, I get that some stuff is so vague that you could interpret it in different ways. But this, like, the store, like in the original context of he needs to go to the store, that wouldn't even be worth mentioning. If like you know, hey, he needs to go to Ralph's. You're out of the soda. Like, why would that be a talking point? So like. Uh, that's, no, that, that means that's like the, oh, that that's like, oh, the convoluted message that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, would, you, that's, would you contact this psychic? I, I want to. I actually want to now because I would love to, uh, you know, I'd like to. I'd like to her for her to talk to my dad, you know, I'd like to. Yeah. And, and Katie said that like, it was so, she felt so, um, calm and relaxed. And, and as far as like, it wasn't like a big nervous thing. Mm-hmm. It, she said it felt like she just felt so at ease. And it, the lady even said like, yeah, it, it's not some scary thing. And Katie described it as if like this lady was literally, hanging out with Susie and mom and dad and just, you know, you know, like if we're on the phone and you're hanging out with Shane and I'm like, Hey, tell Shane, I said, what's up, whatever. She said it was like that. Like, Oh, just, she was was on the phone. She didn't go, she didn't meet him in person. No, it was on, on the phone. And she just felt like this lady was just relaying messages. Just, Oh yeah. Your mom says this and your dad said, and there were other things. Those are just the things that stuck out. But, uh, Yeah. Oh, oh, and here's another thing that she said. Your your dad's saying something about taxes. Make sure to do the taxes. Now, granted, I know it's tax season right now, yeah. but Katie didn't say anything about this, but Katie's been doing a ton of stuff. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but and I'll you know, I'll I'll talk about it. But Katie inherited her dad's business. So um he, he owns some he owns some rental properties and she inherited that and she's having to do a ton of just admin work, yeah. paying taxes and all this stuff. And uh there was an audit. Like years ago he sold some property and forgot to pay taxes on it. Now he's getting audited audited uh, posthumously and Katie's having to deal with all that but the lady brought up it's like your dad's uh, real concerned with the taxes make sure you get all the taxes squared away whatever that means and Katie's like uh I know exactly what that means I'm dealing with that shit right now yeah. so granted it is tax season you could bullshit your way around that one but that was still fairly interesting uh, this one's got me a little bit man I'll be honest yeah <clears throat> it got me a little bit yeah <sighs> Really fascinating. But, yeah, I kind of want to call her and, and see if uh, she can relay some messages to my dad. I just uh, I think that's fascinating, man. I've never thought too much about that kind of stuff. Um, but now that, you know, Katie and I both have combined, we have four close family members that have passed on that, you know, now it's uh, it's pretty intriguing. My yeah, my the thing that discredits it is that if you truly could speak to the dead, it would be like there's that Matt Damon movie where it's just an incredible burden. Mm-hmm. It's not a gift. It's not something like oh, here's my phone number. Call me for a rate. Yeah, yeah. it would be you would be kidnapped by the government <laughs> and used to communicate with past world leaders and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've heard, you know, there's stories of, like, police detectives and stuff trying to, 
who just can't solve certain cases and they bring in psychics and mediums and stuff and but yeah, yeah like you, why would if, if if you can really speak with the dead why is any murder case not solved yeah unless it's that you have to be willing to discuss it after you're dead i don't know i don't know but that's that's why i always go back to like why yeah why is there any murder case unsolved mm-hmm. if, if someone can be like oh yeah they said this guy did it yeah yeah who knows maybe it's yeah like you said maybe you got to be in the right frame of mind maybe i'm sure a lot of detectives and, and whomever don't even try that route just like oh that's nonsense i'm not gonna I got to talk to some yeah, stupid. Probably discredits media. you as a police officer. Mm-hmm. I know it's yeah. always like the last. You listen to this true crime, like it's always last resort. We brought psychics in to see if they could even help. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <clears throat> who knows? Uh, one last thing I wanted to share with you before we get off. I know we're running late here, but uh, saw a fantastic movie yesterday. Uh, had the day off here in Cuyahoga Falls, and uh, <laughs> just bored out of my mind. <laughs> Just nothing to do. Uh, went and saw, and I've had several people uh, recommend this movie, and I'd never even seen a uh, trailer or anything for it, but just word of mouth. Uh, had a couple of buddies recommend it, then I had a few listeners recommend it. I went and saw Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Have you heard about this movie? I have. I've heard nothing but great things. Dude. <clears throat> don't know a lot. Really don't know a lot about it. Just heard, like, wow. people. Same thing. What a movie. I'm not don't know anything it. about it. But it's no spoilers. Uh, it's it's kind of about the multiverse theory, and we've talked a little bit yeah. about that in the past. Kind of self-explanatory, just the concept that uh, maybe there's infinite different universes out there, and then uh, the possibility. In this movie, it was the possibility of of, of hopping between different universes and different and it kind of had a little bit of like a butterfly effect vibe where like the smallest little decisions you make in your life can lead to mm-hmm. life-changing things and stuff like that but um and again i'm not a film buff i don't know i know what i like i know what i don't like i'm not smart enough to articulate why i like and dislike certain things no this movie in terms of sheer filmmaking, in, in, in terms of just the, the art of making a film, it's one of the most impressive movies I've ever seen. Like, okay, it seems like one of those movies, like, this had to take 10 years to make. I don't know how long it took, but just the, the editing alone, just, just overwhelming how impressive this movie was put together. The story's great. The acting's incredible, but just the actual filmmaking, like, it's just a spectacle. It was just a spectacle, like, how interesting this movie was. Now, it's bizarre as fuck. It's hard to explain. It's also a movie I need to go watch about four more times to even begin to understand. (laughs) There's so much going on, and there's so many layers and angles to it. And one of those movies just... You know, probably just thousands of little Easter eggs and stuff that you go back and watch that you didn't catch the first time, but just incredible movie. Just one of the most You're, fun times I, I've had a movie at a movie theater. In a long I've time. heard nothing but glowing reviews. Without <laughs> still, same thing. Didn't hear about it beforehand. Not that I'm going to movies to see the trailers otherwise. Yeah, but same thing. Red red people like people have tweeted about it. Just like people I know, like same thing. So it's playing at the Los Feliz three here. Maybe I'll go. yeah. Worth checking out. Um, Data from the Goonies is one of the main characters. Uh, I always like that kid, the little Asian kid from the Goonies. Yeah, uh, he's he, he's yeah, one of the he's the main character's husband. He he does great. And then, um, did you ever see? We talked a lot about. Um, 
I think you should leave with Tim Robbins. God, I love that yeah. series. That dude just kills me. But uh, there's a sketch where they do like a movie trailer, Detective Crashmore, like the old grizzled cop who's he's like got a long beard and he's bald. Uh, he's in it. He's got a smaller role, but it was fun to see Detective Crashmore show up in that. Um, and I don't know who the main character, these actors, the the mom and the daughter, both uh, just fantastic actresses. Uh, but yeah, just most fun I've had in the movie. And this isn't even my type of movie per se. Like I, I appreciate the, the weird multiverse stuff, but it definitely had some sci-fi elements and kind of some fantasy elements to it. That, you know, I'm not a huge sci-fi guy, but uh, man, just a fun, incredible movie. So highly recommend everything, everywhere, all, all right. at once. So I, You know what? I've heard so many good things about it. I, I forgot I like going to the movies. <clears throat> I go to the movies maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. Twice a year, and every time I go to the movies, I'm like, I forgot. I like go to the movies. I go to the movies more, and then I never do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's only the second movie I've been to uh, post COVID. I went and saw <clears> that. I've been to two. Yeah. I went and saw that fucking boring slop licorice pizza. <laughs> I saw that twice. That just I well, don't good for that you one. for giving it a second shot. Like, all right, yeah. let me try it again just to see. Yeah. Good on you for that. Yeah. Just, and, you know, I don't, I just said I don't know anything about movies and then here I am critiquing them. I mean, you know, smarter people can probably tell but me. But you why know that what you like and you didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And you gave it another shot to see, like, maybe I got to look at it a different way and you still didn't like it. There, it's okay to not like stuff. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I definitely don't want to be that fucking snobby hipster teen I hate everything perspective so I was like let me, nah, let me watch the, the this edge one lord again. contrarian I've fallen yeah. into that for so many things in life and I look back I'm like I really thought I was blowing people's minds like no I was just a dickhead <laughs> you like that well guess what it sucks I was just an asshole yeah not just in my teen years like up <laughs> until recently and still on occasion now yeah so it's like your yeah, <laughs> that, gr- that great joke about hipsters you had on a few specials ago. Like, what do you really like? I don't even know. <laughs> oh yeah, that was just the entrenched like irony is my personality kind yeah. of thing, <clears throat> which I think has subsided at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people are well, maybe now there's a unabashed sincerity about liking something for the fact that you like it regardless of whether it fits with a click or a scene like there's no like there's no punk rocker anymore not in a bad way but of like no you like that but you also you like all this other stuff mm-hmm. is that like it's the, not why 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 pigeonhole yourself you know is that society like, hey, cool i think that's advancement yes yeah, sorry to interrupt is, is that society evolving or is that just us getting older is that our peer group getting older Maybe it's our peer group getting older, but even like with kids, I think it's more. This is just this is just observation, Mm -hmm. but you know your identity isn't based around the stuff that you like. Yeah. You know, there's more to identity now. Mm -hmm. So thank God. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's Definitely. good that kids listen to all kinds of different music and aren't like, well, I know I have to fall into this category. Cause, I mean, and that's, 
you know, you, I was just a suburban white kid. I wanted to be something different than other suburban. Like, oh, you're a guy that's into sports and you're an athletic guy and you wear mm-hmm. sports shirts and you're fans. And I'm like, well, I'm the music guy. I'm different. Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm just, I picked this guy to be. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely like the music and like the scene, but it was the same scene. It was still just teen, teen boys. Yeah. Being shitty and obnoxious. <laughs> But we thought we were different than the guys who would do it in an organized way on an athletic field. Mm-hmm. It's like, not That's really. True. We're all the same ones. We're all the same yeah. dickheads. Kind of the same mentality, just different vehicle. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, before we go, I wanted to uh, relay an update real quick. Last week, we were talking about the concept of a like a breakfast Juicy Lucy like an egg oh, yes, we sandwich between sausage and several people yes, reached we out and they're like, uh, yeah, that's called a scotch egg. I'm like, oh yeah. Ooh, I was for, basically, didn't, didn't yeah, we were basically that way. We were basically describing a scotch egg and I, I love scotch eggs, but that again, kind of like German food. That's something I rarely have cause you're just, I'm rarely at a English restaurant or an English pub, but, uh, I think yeah. About, cause I'm, we yeah, were, scotch egg. Like, you th- yeah. It's, uh, because I was still thinking in patty form mm-hmm. with, a, with a bun. Yeah, okay, yeah, with a bun. Yeah. Ooh, scotch egg on a bun. Because yes. a scotch egg still soft-boiled egg. Mm-hmm. Is it hard-boiled in there? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good, I don't know, one or the other. But, yeah, just basically encased in sausage. And then I think they put a little breading and, and drop it in the fryer. Boy. Yeah, it's a deep-fried, sausage-wrapped Hard boiled or soft boiled egg. It's a lot. Wonderful. But it is what we described, so hey, go figure. Wonderful dish. Well, I am a hot box in this van, dude. I gotta I, <laughs> I forgot. It was I've only been out within cold weather lately. Forgot yeah. last summer when I was in here it was ninety degrees outside. I'm like, oh yeah, it sucked being here. It's only seventy, but I'm like, oh yeah, I got all the windows closed for sound. Yep. And it is a uh, toasty in this piece. So yeah, I'm gonna buddy. go back up in the apartment. Do it, buddy. And, uh, uh <clears throat> Plug real quick. Where, where are you going to be next week or this week? This week was well, coming out Wednesday. If you happen to be in Rolla, Missouri, tomorrow night, Thursday, come on down to University of uh, Science and Technology. I'm doing a college gig. Hell yeah. I got weird gigs this week. I got a college gig. I'm breaking off to just go to Missouri real quick and coming back here to then go see the Menzingers and Sincere Engineer at the Roxy Friday night. Nice. Uh, Saturday night, I got a, a private gig in L.A., Doing nice. somebody's birthday party. That's a weird there you one. Go. Sunday, plenty of tickets left for the Irvine Improv at the Spectrum Center. Uh, not sure who's working with me there, but the next night, Oxnard, California, up near Ventura, Levity Live, me and you, buddy. Hell yeah, man. We're going to rip it up. That'll be fun. And then the weekend after that, Salt Lake City Wise Guys, Saturday night, taping my special there. So Awesome. I'll be there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, so all the shows will be fun. It'll be me ramping up to get ready to tape the special, and then Saturday we're taping it. So Awesome, man. We'll crush it. And then yeah, uh, week after that, May 6th and 7th, we'll be together yeah. in Eureka, up in Humboldt. We're up in old Humboldt County. Yeah. With and those just, goofballs. Just announced uh, doing live, live Boogie Monster on Saturday the 7th. So we got uh, mm-hmm. show the night of the 6th, show the night of the 7th, and the afternoon of the 7th, what, maybe 6.30, I think, more, more early evening, uh, live Boogie Monster. So those tickets. Yeah, home. 
Tickets uh, on your site, my site, uh, Savage Henry site, so people will find them. But, yeah, man, good times. Uh, tonight, well, yeah, yeah don't worry about it. Cuyahoga Falls. Yeah, this will come out after the fact. But uh, Friday oh, I'll be in man. Hilliard, which is basically Columbus, Ohio. I'll be at the, uh, the station. Uh, Saturday I'll be in Cincinnati at the Comet, so that'll be fun. Come out and uh, see me, Ohio folks, and then uh, – as this drops uh, on 4:20, a day late. Uh, 4:20, I'll be in uh, Ashland, Kentucky, watching the drive-by truckers going down on an off day to see uh, Ooh, DBT. All right, all right. So looking forward to that. So anybody at that show, feel free to to say hello. I'll be the lone guy. <laughs> I'll be the guy by himself, stoned out of his mind, sitting up at the balcony yeah. watching the truckers. There'll be a few of them. Yeah. So that'll be fun, man. And uh, where can, when and where can we see uh, or, or hear and or see uh, No Accounting for Taste? You and Shane? No Torres? Accounting ta- It's out. It comes out Mondays now. Right on. It's out Mondays. We got uh, whatever handle we got, Kyle and Shane NAFT, I think is the handle we got on social media. <laughs> so, you know, you start doing something late in the game on social media. The good names are taken already. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that, that, that came out last week, started last week, comes awesome. out Mondays. Well, hell yeah, Head over to the studio and do some of those now. Well, good times. And uh, my other project, Stoneberg, still putting out episodes we missed last week because of the road, but uh, we should be back at it this week. The Stonebergs, myself, and my uh, better half. You can catch those. Uh, we drop those on Wednesdays. So there you go. So much right. podcast for you people. So much. So much. So much, man. Content, baby. Content. Dave's on the road. Deb Canane approved. The Dave Stone Road <laughs> Show. Go see it. Oh, man, it's been fun. Uh, good catching up, buddy, and uh, I'll see you. Hey, next time, next episode, we might be in person. Who knows? We might, we, be, might, we might be face-to-face. Might be face-to-face. Come over to the new pad, and I'll show you around. Hell yeah. All right, buddy, be good. We'll talk to you soon. You betcha. The Boogie Monster. The Boogie Monster.